0: Are you ready to be awakened and empowered in your calling and purpose? Are you a builder and shaper of the church, marketplace, and society? Welcome to Transformation Generation Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Schneider, and I look forward to helping you get equipped as a catalyst of the kingdom in your sphere. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's broadcast. We're talking about the power of unholy agreement and demonic conspiracy among Christian leaders. Woo! This is something that many high-level leaders know, but it's rarely talked about, and it's gonna be such a blessing to you. Have you ever faced what seemed like conspiracy? you know surrounding you uh, just when your God's beginning to use you have you ever faced a situation where it's like a few people who maybe don't even know each other are carrying similar accusations and you wonder where this came from it's like somebody's been whispering in each of their ears it's like a conspiracy is emerging <laughs> now I'm not talking about self-pity and uh, self uh, provoke things you caused on your own self but I'm talking about something that is supernatural that is a phenomenon especially among the charismatic circles we walk in today and we find it in Canada I'm sorry to say now I want to give a little warning before, as you watch this video a lot of light bulbs are gonna go off for you. You're gonna get very excited because you're gonna finally have answers to so much, especially if you've been in leadership for any length of time. You're gonna be tempted to go and maybe try to preach this to people, especially those who you may may have had conflict with, uh, or you might take to posting on Facebook and airing out stuff. I just wanna caution you to really watch this of sober mind. The Holy Spirit's gonna speak to you in a powerful way through this uh, video and take it in soberly with humility and uh, be introspective before the Lord to really make sure your first priority is, is any of that found in me, Lord? Do I need to deal with myself before looking anywhere else? And so I just bless those who are gonna watch this. I, I really could almost say like of any of our videos, I mean, so much of our videos have incredible content, but this is going to rock your world because it's truth It needs to be talked about, and uh, I think you're going to find it very insightful. You're going to enjoy it. God bless you. One of the key terms that we got into last time was the power of unholy agreement. This is how the spirit of socialism works against righteous emerging leaders. You see this in the political realm, especially in government, even secular. Uh, You will see this if God puts a a leader in power who may not be overtly Christian or you're not sure if he's a Christian, he or she, someday there'll be a female president I'm sure, but uh, when that leader comes to power you'll see like bulls, like King David said, the bulls of Bashan have surrounded me. (laughs) Uh, You see this dynamic and it's not just that the crowd or groups or factions of people turn on an emerging leader. Uh, there's actually a spirit behind it when it comes to the agenda of God. And we showed you this in Scripture and, of course, the book of Daniel. Daniel is a prime example of an emerging leader uh, who is entering into government. And so when we say government, this teaching isn't just about actual politics, uh, This this is about uh, spheres of influence. This is about God giving you promotions. This is about God raising platforms for you to give you influence in God's government. So whenever you do something for the kingdom of God, we have to keep in mind that you're actually acting on behalf of the government of God. So the same kind of political spirits, religious spirit is a powerful one, but the spirit of socialism emerges, emerges and you especially see this in Canada. Uh, and I believe there are there are reasons for that, uh, why people do strange things when leaders emerge in Canada, and we already laid that foundation. So I've got to stay away from that. If you want to know more about it, go back to my last two messages. But in Daniel chapter six and verse three, we highlighted this last time. It says, "Then Daniel began distinguishing himself." You see, right there, uh, people will accuse you when you go to do something extraordinary, as trying to distinguish yourself, trying to make yourself look good, trying to promote yourself. The reality is if David David is a king, he's a king to uh, represent God and point people to God. If Daniel gets promoted to some position of influence, it's not really for himself, it's to exalt God. It is to uh, bring the kingdom of God, and so, Uh, We've gotta throw away the false humility here. God uses men and women. He gives them platforms of influence for his purposes. It will always come down to your heart condition and what your motivation is, especially when it comes to going into government and places of influence. You will be tempted by that. But if you don't stand on behalf of God, if you aren't an adequate representative of God in your position, how can you point people to God and how can you as an ambassador usher in the kingdom of God? And so when the scripture says "Then this Daniel began distinguishing himself among the commissioners and satraps, it's talking about somebody who became uncommon among the common. Uh, That's not to belittle common, you know, <laughs> or, or, or say that you need to be better than the crowd. It's just that he became different. God often will make people different. He'll give them an unusual grace for a season. He'll give them an unusual gift mix. He'll give them, even at times, a, a greater capacity than even we've seen before. He does this with reformers and history makers. And whenever God wants to move the body of Christ in a certain direction, he distinguishes someone above others, not to glorify man, but so that man or woman can now be the example and standard for the others to rise up to. I didn't want to go this deep into this, but the reality is we have to understand that God does not come down again and become a man and occupy positions of government and influence. He calls you to do that, and he gives you grace and favor to distinguish you for his kingdom purposes. This is favor. And so when you hear people say things like, favor ain't fair and all that, what they're really saying is that God chooses who he favors and chooses who he allows to be distinguished. And so this this is where all of Daniel's problems began. Then this Daniel began distinguishing himself among some people, among the commissioners and satraps because he possessed an extraordinary spirit. Okay? So there's something unique. You know, God has given Canadian leaders a diversity of gifts, a diversity of abilities. Uh, Our country is rich with leaders, with prophetic intercessory gifts, apostolic, you know, teaching gifts. All of that must be welcomed by our Canadian charismatic landscape. Without jealousy, without selfish ambition, without shooting our own, without limiting the resources of heaven that God has given to Canada that really he wants to use to equip Canada for the fullness of its destiny, which is to be a healing to the nations of the world. So Daniel possessed an extraordinary spirit. And that's just what happens to you when God comes on you. And the king planned to appoint him over the entire kingdom. Okay, there's the promotion. And now you're going to see what happens before every promotion. I don't like the word promotion, because it kind of alludes to something like working your way up the corporate ladder for a promotion. But when God goes to raise up your platform or give you platforms of influence, uh, you will find this spirit of socialism emerge. And so what you then go on to find, and I won't uh, again lay the foundation I laid in the last ones, it says actually three times that these commissioners and satraps came by agreement. (laughs) That word right there. And I've come to call it unholy agreement. You know, there's power, there's spiritual power in agreeing together as believers. There's also tremendous demonic power when we as believers come into unholy agreement against emerging righteous leaders. Uh, and that's what the spirit of socialism looks for to surround a righteous leader I remember uh, Stacy Campbell had said that that uh, they encircle a righteous leader to bring them down this is the nature of the spirit of socialism and so we talked about that we highlighted what unholy agreement is the next term I promised that I would introduce you to uh, beyond unholy agreement is it more graphic term and i don't use it to 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 sound cool or it's not some new thing but the best way i could describe it and i had kind of mentioned this in a bit of my own story and journey is called demonic conspiracy (laughs) demonic conspiracy now if you understand what a conspiracy is this is exactly what was happening to daniel just as he's about to receive new platform for greater influence Uh, This conspiracy emerges against him by unholy agreement, by a group of people, a group of leaders that surround. And so uh, when we talk about demonic conspiracy, there are times in your life and ministry that precede new platforms where this, this thing will emerge. Demonic conspiracy operates by a number of things. And one of them is unholy agreement. So to have a conspiracy, you've got to have people come into agreement on something to use against someone. But there's the reason why I say demonic, and I promised you in part three, I would go here, but there's a supernatural element to it. And I said in the last video, that how can it be that a collective group of people uh, some who maybe have never met can have certain accusations, certain thoughts, certain judgments. Judgments is a key term. Certain judgments against you, certain, uh, false accusations, exaggeration of information. And it's all happening at once. And you start to think, wow, are they all meeting each week and plotting this? Is this, is this planned? Like, where is this coming from? And it doesn't last very long. You have to know it's a, It's an upsurge of difficulty right before God begins to launch you. It's an unusual upsurge of challenges right before you move into new territory and move into new platforms. And you think, where is this coming from? And your whole world is shaken. And you can't run around fast enough and put out the fires. You can't meet with everybody. You, you just want to call a meeting of, of everybody and, and get the truth to be told. And, and you can't. <laughs> and just as soon as you think you put out one fire, another fire emerges. And you think, what is going on here? Is everybody all on the same line here? Or... Sometimes you can trace it back to a source. Sometimes you can't. And what I've come to know is that this is called demonic conspiracy. And it is, it is, there's no other way to describe it as it is, it is the motivation and mobilization of demons to stop what God is about to do. But even God will watch and allow that to go on, to bring you through the fire into promotion and humility, a little wiser, and having for sure cleaned up your life of anything that the enemy could get a hold of. So what you saw there with Daniel was this demonic conspiracy emerged. People were coming into unholy agreement. Why? Because Daniel began to distinguish himself. This is the issue with the spirit of socialism. This is what socialism hates because socialism by nature is all common unity. Don't don't let anybody be too gifted, too wealthy, too this, too that. Oh, you, you have this big conference and and you had this revival at your church, and don't don't get too high above us, common unity, and that is the spirit of socialism. It's not true unity. It, it wars against God-given diversity, uh, the power gifts, especially, if you function in signs and wonders, uh, the apostolic, especially. It's why apostles get their heads chopped off. <laughs> because of the distinguishing factor, and the nature of the fivefold. fold actually, you, you may remember, it said a long time ago was the fivefold ministry gifts. They're not all the same length. They're not all the same size. That doesn't mean one is better than the other. It means they are different. So Daniel began to distinguish himself and that spirit of socialism emerged and the common became uncommon. And so now I wanna give you some more keys of how the spirit of socialism, this will be very practical now, gets into your life to wreak havoc as God is trying to give you new platforms of influence, greater capacity. Maybe you started praying and fasting and God was about to launch your ministry into greater heights and then suddenly all hell broke broke loose. The one principle that is most important that should be said first is that the devil can only use what you give him. Whether it's your words, whether it's compromise within your life, whether it's unrepentant sin, uh, whether it's uh, shortcuts and and mistreating people, um, lack of reconciliation with people where where you have offended them within reason, if you can, it's devil food. The devil can only feed off what you give to him. And so the idea in this Christian walk is to keep short accounts with, excuse me, with God. And I can't stress this enough. We have to live a pure and holy life. Uh, It is very difficult for the enemy to have any access into your upsurge, into new platforms and and distinguishing yourself, uh, if you don't have anything that you can give him. Now, the only challenge I'll throw at you with with that is you might be really walking in purity and these demonic agreements can still emerge. Look at the life of Joseph. Joseph actually turned Potiphar's wife down and still ended up in the prison. (laughs) (laughs) So he still went to prison and he did the right thing, but that's just where God needed him and God didn't leave him there. The prison was the promotion actually towards the presidency or becoming prime minister. Daniel ended up in the lion's den. So you can still be living righteously and still have this spirit emerge. Uh, But if you have anything there, They will use it against you what you say or do can or will be used against you in the court of law and you see this when people get into politics and run for office what happens immediately all kinds of stuff comes up from 10 years ago 20 years ago 30 years ago all to discredit what god is doing in your life and this is just the reality so keep short accounts with god repent of any sin deal with your stuff Uh, live a holy life, and seek that your highest goal is not a platform or promotion, but your highest goal is to be like Jesus. If you can do that, your road will be a a little easier, so to speak. So, So that spirit will look for imperfections and issues in your life to work against you. How does that spirit operate? It operates through forming factions, unholy agreements, and it uses gossip. It actually uses gossip. You would be shocked, and sometimes you You would have to become a Christian leader in the public eye, sometimes, maybe you don't, to see how much gossip there is, not just in our churches, but among leaders. Unbelievable, Uh, the lack of understanding of what the Word says. The Word is very clear that even gossips won't inherit the kingdom of God. God takes gossip seriously uh, because gossip can become word curses in the hands of believers. Uh, the devil is the accuser who throws through. That's his name, Apollyon, uh, who who throws through. It's accusation. That's the nature of the kingdom of darkness. Is accusation. The nature of the kingdom of God is blood cover covering. And repentance, and you know, all of that. It's a to- to- two totally different kingdoms. So, you'd be shocked at how gossip functions. The enemy just uses gossip in Christian circles in a way that would take me so many videos to try to convey to you. But you only need to be uh, a believer a little while, and you find out that sometimes the gossip within our Christian circles is worse than in the world. In the corporate world, you know, you, there's a little more fear because you can sue for defamation of character and, and people have that kind of understanding, but in our Christian circles, not always that way. So that spirit operates through uh, gossip and through false accusation. Uh, and this is where you have to be very careful because the enemy will bait you into fighting for the purpose of exhausting you through false accusation. And through, and by demonic conspiracy, that false accusation, it's almost as if it's true. People will take it as truth. And I remember a famous person said a long time ago, if you hear a lie enough times, you eventually begin to believe it. The devil understands this. And so you have to stand in truth. And I'm going to get into how to handle the false accusation factor because that, that just, you you have to prove yourself. You have to write letters. You you have to have meetings and and you you've got to tell the world. It brings this out of you and you become your defender rather than God becoming your defender. Thanks for listening to Transformation Generation podcast. If you liked what you heard, visit historymakersacademy.com to enroll in one of our cutting-edge trainings. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Historymakers TV.